Hello, and welcome to this nomad life. My name is Minnie Van Lee, and I've been a nomad for four years, living full-time in my minivan. My motto is, fall in love with your future, create your future. My suitcase is always packed and ready to go because my home is on wheels. There's a link below if you would like to contribute to my travels. My YouTube channel is Minivan Lee. Click on the YouTube button or just go on YouTube and search for Minivan Lee. Now let's get on with the episode. Hello everyone. Today we have Red again for part two. Part one was this Nomad Life first episode. We didn't keep track of the time. It was only 11 minutes in length. Red had much more to talk about. And that's fortunate for all of us because Red is very interesting. Hello, Red. Hi, how are you doing today, Lee? So, Red, I heard that Willie Nelson gave you a kiss on the forehead once a while back. Tell our listeners how this <laughs> came to be. I have to laugh. <laughs> Funny that story comes up. It was a long time ago. I uh, I was going to college and I got an audition and I called back three times. After the third time, I was in. I was. I ended up being in the picture. And I'm the first one to die in the picture. And then uh, and yes, he does kiss me on the forehead. So this was a film. A film. Yes. What was the name of it? Barbarossa. Say that again. Barbarossa. Bar Barbarossa. Which means red beard in Spanish. Red beard. And, you're Spanish. Re and your name is yeah. Red. Yeah. And you, it's hard to recognize me because I couldn't have red hair. So my hair is dark in the picture. Because? Yeah. But you can still recognize who I am. Why couldn't you have your red hair? Because Willie Nelson's red. Oh. And Gary, <laughs> Gary Busey was also in the movie. Okay. And they had his kind of standy blonde hair. Okay. So. Okay. Tell us about your part in this movie. I'm trying to kill him in the part. I'm running <laughs> towards him trying to kill him. Okay. And he's telling me to stop, don't, stop, stop, don't. And then I, he ends up shooting me dead. And he walks over to him and feels bad for shooting for, for killing me, so he kisses me on the forehead. Aww. So It was a nice part, you know what I'm saying? It was, I, I originally set out to be the bartender in the movie, but ended up being, I had a better part. So that I was is able to so have a better interesting. Part, you know saying, so. Yes, and how old were you? I was uh, going on 22. And what year was this? I'd say probably 83, 84, somewhere right oh, in there. Oh, okay. 84. And how much did you get paid for this acting I got job? A one, I got one lump sum. I didn't I didn't, didn't know about royalties. I didn't know about acting. I didn't know anything. It was just something. Somebody asked me, hey, you want to go do this? So I went with them to do it, and next thing I know, I'm in the movie. But I did ask to have the credits of my name, my full name, Juan Jose Martinez, in the credits. So you do see my name in the credits. That's what I wanted more than anything. Did you hang out with Gary and Willie on the set at all? Not really. I mean, we you know, other than hi, how you doing, you know, and stuff like that. But there was nothing, nothing where we hung out for hours on end. I mean, when you're when you're in production, production is the first thing on top. Okay. So. What was Gary Busey like? He was nice. He was ain't quiet. You know, always had a little oddness to say. You know, you Gary think, Busey, you quiet. Think he was quiet. You oh think he's my quiet, goodness! With everyone else around, he is the quiet one. <laughs> wow! And how was Willie? 
Well, he was nice to Van, you know. Did he it, sing yeah. or anything like that? No, he didn't that, sing that, no Van. Yeah. They were just, you know, I mean, like I said, we saw each other on set, and that's when we see each other. So you got set. kissed by Willie Nelson? Yeah, on the forehead. Okay. <laughs> that was a funny story. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, but, if you ever see the movie Barbara Rosa, it's within the first five minutes. Guys. And uh, it, honestly, I did see the part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, I found it on YouTube. Did you? Yeah, I found oh. it on YouTube and, and watched that part, you know, where it's you. I mean, it's hard to tell it was you because you were so much younger. Um, any other acting jobs that you've done? I did an extra in uh, in another movie with uh, Chris Christopherson, but I was just an extra in the party. They had, they had a big barbecue going on, and I was somebody in the crowd. That's all it was. Okay. Yeah. And so that was, right, that was Riders, Riders of the Storm, and it was right after the Willie Nelson movie. They were there. It was. They were filming in the same area, so I just kind riders of riders on the storm. Right of the storm. Riders of the storm. Yeah. Um, so if I found that movie, would I be able to see you? You'd have to really, really look. I'd have to show you where I was standing okay. because you you might see the back of me, my head, or you might see the side of my head. Okay. I can't tell you if it's okay. what you see. Well, that interesting, <laughs> interesting story. It is. I live an interesting life. I love it. No fan. I love my life. I, yes. I wouldn't change it. Back to nomad life. One thing I didn't ask you in part one: Do you have refrigeration in your minivan? No, I don't. I'm looking to upgrade on a van to something taller. And if I do upgrade to something taller, then I do want to see about putting refrigeration, just a small unit. Okay. Not even enough for like to have in a motel. Something smaller than that. Okay. How do you keep your food cold? I have an ice chest. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I allot so much money a month just for ice so I can maintain, you know what I'm saying? I maintain ice in there. But every three days I have to buy a bag of ice. Every three days, yeah. No. So on a monthly budget, I wonder what that comes to. 60 to 80. I allot 60 to a 80 month? just for ice. Oh just for my ice. goodness, yeah. Ice has gone up surprisingly. You know, I That's can't. one of the reasons I don't have it. I yeah. just, yeah. Yeah, it got expensive. It does get expensive sometimes. Right. Uh, how do you shower? I have a friend of mine that has an apartment. Yeah. And then I go to his house, and then I take a shower when I want to get cleaned up. So about every three days, I go by there and take a shower. Does Sappho take a shower with you? Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love Sappho. All of us want to be clean when we go. I know. Also, you are one of the few nomads I know that uses restrooms almost always. <laughs> I try, I try, don't say, the, the thing in the van, don't say, you know, pour a bottle here or a can there, and yeah. it just got to be too much, I'm saying, it just, I mean, sometimes I'm rushing to get to the bathroom, because it's a walk away, if you know, if you know, from here to the restroom, right. it's a walk, I'm saying, so, yeah. sometimes I'm rushing to get to the bathroom, because I got to get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most everybody, they're, they, uh, they have the little pee bottles and everything, and, and I went through that, I, for, I went through that, and I just, and I still keep a bottle, clean bottle, yeah. but I just... I mean, it's an emergency if I use it. An emergency, I just, yeah. You know. Yep. Uh, are you going to stay in Reno through the winter? I don't know. I, that's what I was discussing with my brother the other day. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking about going to Texas for the winter. You know what I'm but you know what I'm saying? Uh, if I go, I'm going to probably for a month and a half, two months at the most, and I'll be back. I'm looking forward to coming back to Reno. At least enjoy the last of the winter. I don't want to be here through the whole winter, but I at least want to enjoy a piece of the winter while I'm here. Do you think you'll do any of the BLM land that everybody does to Quartzsite and hang out there on BLM? No, I heard about that. I've heard about going down there, but it also gets to be expensive there also because I'm saying prices get jumped up because they keep paying pass couch. That's what I heard. I mean, it's just what I've heard. I'm saying it's okay. not, I've never you know, witnessed it, 
but that's why you know what I'm saying things you know what I'm saying water gets expensive because you know everybody's going down there and it goes from a town that's 200 people to 50,000 people almost you know what I'm saying when people go all yeah in quartzite yeah so. I, kn- I didn't experience it though no you didn't no huh. I didn't no uh, well the Walmart is in Parker because Quartzite is so small. Yeah, they see, that's what they told you. You have to go a certain distance just to right. get Right, well, it's probably, it's, I mean, it's like 15, 20 minutes to oh, get okay. to Parker, Not so it's bad. real short. But uh, I didn't notice any, I mean, it's Walmart, so mm-hmm. Walmart isn't going to, like, put price, up prices. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's And I didn't hear it no, Walmart, but it was out of the little small stores, I guess, I guess what I was saying. Oh, yeah. In Quartzite itself. You know, if you want something real quick, right. you're going to have to pay for it. Well, I do know, I, I have gotten water. They have a couple of water stations mm-hmm. that right in Quartzsite. They kind of, they made it as easy as possible for travelers because they want them to come hmm. to uh, Quartzsite. And, uh, I mean, a gallon of water is the same as, it's like 25 cents hmm. for just okay. a gallon uh, of water. Okay, not too bad then. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, I don't know, you know, where you, I didn't experience that. Hmm. So I'm no expert at it, but yeah. I didn't experience that. I experienced, um, uh, I went to really nice um, laundromat, and they had a laundromat, they had showers, and showers were decent. They were Ooh. only $8. Oh, showers bad. over here, laundromat here, and then you go into another door, and there's a little restaurant, you know, like a coffee shop. Mm, so okay. everything is uh, pretty easy there. And then they have another place, it's called Quiet Times, that I found. You can pick up packages there, and they only charge like two dollars. Oh, it's not so, too bad. Which is like yeah. UPS will charge. Yeah. In fact, I just picked up my <clears throat> new Dell laptop. They charged me seven dollars just to have oh, it gosh. go there. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Because Amazon won't send any electronics oh, through, and that. even GNC, I couldn't pick it up at GNC. <laughs> and of course, the lockers are. This couldn't go to the lockers either. So because yeah. of electronics. Because it's electronic, hmm. they consider the batteries or something. It's yeah. asthmat or I, I, whatever. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Thanks to COVID, things change a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know what I wanted to ask you about that you could tell um, the listeners. Um, I've talked often about the power of the mind and how it can heal our bodies and create a beautiful future through thought and through our energy. Red, you told me a fantastic positive story about an accident you had. If I'm correct, you told me the doctors expected you to be in a wheelchair for the rest of your life. Uh, tell our listeners your story about this. Uh, that was back in uh, 97. 97, I fell off a second story. I thought of then I had another step behind me. I turned around, took another step, and there wasn't anything there. So I fell from the second story and I broke my pelvic bone in seven places. I have two rods and eight pins that hold my pelvic bone together. So yes, I'm saying when I first got to the hospital, they said I wasn't going to walk. And I just refused to believe it. I said, nah, I'm, watch me. You know, and I refused to it. And I mean, I went through six months of being with a bar between my feet and between my knees. No matter what, I couldn't turn on my side because otherwise my feet, one would be up in the air. So explain that a little bit more. So when your legs, had... your legs are stick, my legs were stick, sticking straight out, and then there was a bar between my knees that was that oh was taped to my knees, and then a bar between my legs which had a boot on each one. So my feet were inside of a boot, but a bar between it, so that I maintained that one position. They didn't want me to turn, move up, down, nothing until my bones healed together. And then, uh, like I said, they told me 
after that, and then you're going to be in a wheelchair. You're in a wheelchair, and I said, nope, nope, nope. And it took me six months of being in a wheelchair, eight months of saying being outside the hospital in a wheelchair, and then uh, I got on a treadmill, started getting on a treadmill a little bit by little bit by little bit by little bit, and I've started down to two canes. Now I'm down to one cane. So, and then I mean, I still hurt to do stairs. You know, I've broken two pins since I've had the operation from being, when my doctor said, he goes, you too early, I'm too early. You know what I'm saying? I should have waited. So, but you know what I'm saying? I live, I still survive. <laughs> Tell us a little bit more about the accident. You were working construction. Mm -hmm. And how many stories high were you? I was at the second story. I worked for a drywall company out of Kansas and where our job was in Kansas. Okay. And uh, like I said, I, I was bringing studs out to the edge of the building and I had a forklift on the outside of the building. And I was by myself was trying to get stuff ready for the guys for the next day and trying to you know, saying, just get ahead for the next day. And like I said, I was pulling the studs out to the forklift and I turned around thinking I had another step. And my guard, my railing was down because I was loading the forklift. So I didn't have a railing up. And unfortunately that's you know, saying with no railing, you take that chance. And I unfortunately went down two stories. And how did you get rescued? My boss came by, saw my truck, and he he, he said he was just going to lock the gate because he saw the gate unlocked. But he just happened to see the corner of my truck, so he drove around the building, and I was on the ground. And I'd already been laying there for over an hour. I think I couldn't move. I couldn't get up. couldn't do anything. And I had him roll me on one side. No, roll me on the other side. Nope. So I finally hit the ambulance came. I went to two hospitals. Neither surgeons could do the surgery. So they ended up airlifting me to uh, Brook Army Medical Center in Texas. And that's, that's what surgeon did, uh, did the surgery there. So, but I'm here today. And Still hurts. <laughs> yes, but you were determined mm -hmm. that you were not going to be in a wheelchair. Yeah. So I remember when you told me, I mean, you said that you you were getting up and you would just... Yeah, nurses you, would catch me, you know what I'm saying? Three months into it, I was already grabbing the table. And I was leaning on the table, bending over on the table and trying to walk around the room. And they'd catch me, and four guys would come pick me up and put me back in the bed until they got to the point where they were Velcroing me to the bed because I kept getting up. They Velcroed they you? They Velcroed you? me to the bed. You were Velcroed to the bed. <laughs> wow. Because I kept wanting to get up. Yeah. I can't. I want to get want, up. I'm, yeah. not, I, I'm not, I'm not going to be stuck in this bed. Nope. I refuse to believe it. There's Sappo. He's looking for you. Look at him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he hears your voice. Yeah, we made a good little trip today. We went down to Carson City. Today? Yeah, we drove down to Carson oh, City. Oh, wow. And I went down there to Carson City to get gas <laughs> up because I was saying it was 30 cents cheaper than anywhere here. Wow. And it really is 32 cents cheaper than anywhere here. So I saved. So it's there. just you and Sappo that just, went? Yeah, we went oh, down there. Okay. Cool. Gassed up, went to the store across the street, got some Mexican pastries, and came back. <laughs> and we lost our spots today, didn't we? Because <laughs> during the day, we stay. We have, our little, we have our spots here during the day. And we lost our, well, we had to go somewhere and we lost our spots, yeah. <laughs> Normally we do set up cones and so you're, that you're, Yeah, you're still, you're sort of in my spot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm squeezing the other one you're out. <laughs> I'm trying to do as much as I can. I know. Well, that, <coughs> uh, to describe to our listeners, we, we have, it's prime real estate here. <laughs> there's, because there's shade right here. And, um. Actually, I like my spot, you know what I'm saying, because Sapo gets to come out. Right. His leash doesn't take him any further. He can't yes. get in the street, and he can get off the grass. So now, he has enough room to run around. You're one of the few that actually have uh, your dog on a leash. Well, I really hate to even think of him as a dog. He's like, he's like a friend. <laughs> but I do know that a lot of other dogs 
I mean, Sappho's pretty popular with other dogs that are on a leash, and they come over to say mm -hmm. hi. And uh, they also eat Sappho's food. <laughs> yeah, they do. I put it outside the van for him. He's always got an open bowl. Yeah. Uh, we make sure he's always had an open bowl. Yeah. So whenever he's hungry, he knows there's food there somewhere. Yeah. So whether dogs eat it, he doesn't care. He just he knows there's going to be more. Yeah. Him. Well, I wish that they wouldn't eat Sappho's food, I know and they I do. wish I that know. they were. Be and I know you've mentioned you're, you're being really nice right now to <laughs> <laughs> He really is nice, but I know that it bothers him that you know you've had to say things to dogs yeah, to I the owners. I don't know, like how. how well, no, I had like you? one guy. I was in, I was having just be asleep. And I woke up and my my dog's bowl is sitting on my bed. Now rather than just put it in the van on the floor, no, he put it on my bed. Now, that kind of upset me, you know what I mean? So when I turned around, I knocked it over and I'm like, what the heck? When it's supposed to be outside the van. Yeah. So instead of taking his dog away from not eating it, no, let me put the bowl in my van. I didn't yes. like that. Yeah. Somebody reaching in my van, much less when I'm sleeping. Oh yeah. You know, and stop You've had a couple people actually do that reaching yeah, in your van. Yeah, yeah, recently, recently. So yeah. I've got to tighten up the reins a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we do have here at this park, we have a um, trans. Mm -hmm. And um, I've talked, in fact, I on my YouTube, I did talk about how he seemed really grieving. And I've talked to her, I get her, talked to her, but she's kind of become a nuisance, hasn't she? She has. And I say the last time, I know you, you saw it, she had a big black eye. I don't know. Yeah, where she's she got, got a big from, black so eye and she's she usually just, drunk. Yeah, now. she has a drinking issue. No yeah. I mean, I don't know how bad it is, and I'm not going to say it's bad, but you know what I'm saying? That still, yeah. if it affects the way you drive or affects the way you, you know, yeah. if it, we don't know if the black guy came from alcohol or not, but you pretty yeah. much, yeah. two and two equals Well, I know four. she was the one that reached into your van one time yeah. uh, to pet Sappho, yeah, and you were asleep, you were taking a nap, and you heard, that must have been shocking. Yeah. But yeah, just yesterday, she was uh, banging on my door, like wanted to talk to me, banging mm -hmm. on my windows. Yeah. And uh, I was doing a video at the time. I had to pretty much uh, let her know that, you know, yeah. please stay away. Because there was a couple, there was probably about a couple weeks ago where she came over to talk to me. And she was kind of drunk and we were talking and she got kind of nasty with me. So I told her, let's, let's just end this right here. I don't really, yeah, if you're going to be nasty, I don't like being around yeah, and that's like that. why you have to watch who's sitting next to you, and that's why I'm glad me and you park next to each other. Because yeah. we, I'm saying we've got to know each other, so we're comfortable with each other. Right. And then, and you see, there's four or five other people, but they don't come and you know what I'm saying and invade. And that's why I try. I need to make sure they don't invade our space. Exactly. So you know, there is a courtesy and there is a protocol when you are a nomad. If you want to call yourself a nomad or just a traveler. Mm -hmm. I, I usually use the word nomad, and I've noticed in Reno that word isn't used very much. No, because, um, I, I mean, three or four people that I know, they're a victim of circumstances. You know, right. They lost their apartment, they lost their funding, or they lost this, or something happened, and they're homeless. So they're having to live in their vehicle, you know. So And it's like we talked last time, prepare. If you're going to do this just like you did, you knew you were going to do this before you did it. So you have to prepare yes. for it, you know what I'm saying? So if you're going to be a nomad and be out there on the road, prepare for it, be ready. You know, because it's hard if you're not ready for it, you know what I'm saying? And, right. you know, things come up and next thing yes. you know, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? So. so, I have experienced in this situation here in Reno, because I've been here a long time. It's almost as if I was in Cincinnati when I was in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. I was there for a while. Um, so, it seems like maybe I'm not much of a nomad, but I'll, I'll be moving along pretty soon. But I've noticed here it's a little different than just 
being with regular nomads, maybe in a caravan, mm -hmm. that you do have to be a little more careful because there are people who are not nomads. They're just under bad circumstances. Yeah. And I've mentioned it even on my uh, YouTube channel that sometimes I do have to be careful because I think I have a little bit more. I've got my power banks and mm -hmm. solar panels and sometimes people I don't, you know, coming over and yeah. checking them out like, hmm, what does she have over there? Yeah. So, yeah, you do. You're you're very right on that, that you do have to be careful who's parked next to you. That's why I have really um, enjoyed our time together right. and becoming good friends because we can kind of we know that we're both cool people and of course along with other people too but uh yeah, yeah. it makes a big difference it does it does it does yeah and, you know what I'm saying? and it keeps us it's a keeps a friendly face walking around your van so people know what i'm saying hey don't go by there you know what I'm saying? Yeah. or there's somebody there so nobody messes messes with that area you know what I'm saying? but we got to make sure we maintain our our boundary lines where everybody has boundary lines which comes to another subject is homelessness itself mm -hmm. I think we're going to be dealing with this and, and not just Reno yeah I don't just because I'm in Reno during this uh, part of the COVID because um, I was down in Tucson and now I'm here but I'm I'm gonna guess that it's going on all and over. it is no saying I mean I ran into it when I was in North Carolina in Fayetteville um, I was in Mobile Alabama even little town like Abilene Texas there's still homeless out there, you know what I'm saying? Because I would go out to the parks, hang out at the parks with my dog, you know what I'm saying? And I see people there, oh, look. And I'm not, don't know if they were nomads or they were not. I did not, I didn't invade their privacy. And I just assume, you know what I'm saying, that, you know, okay, well, they're either homeless or they're nomads, one of the two, because they're out here. They were here the last three days, so I know they've been out there a while. So. Do you think this is going to increase and be maybe we need to be even just, as we move through, because we're going to both be leaving Reno at yeah. some point, as we're moving through, you know, with this COVID still thing going on, that we're gonna just really have to be vigilant. That's what be I'm vigilant. thinking. Be vigilant, and I think I think with like say with the COVID, I think it's opened up the eyes to people like uh, like with the stimulus check, people that got the stimulus check. Okay, I think the government's maybe starting to open up our eyes and say, you know what, maybe we do need to help them on a on a, on a regular basis, not just okay, here's your income tax, you refund, and then do what you can with it that the American people do need something to get themselves going. You know, yes, you can see housing going up, but it's unaffordable. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't have a 40-hour job. I can't work a 40-hour job. So I couldn't afford one. So I'm saying right. I think government's finally coming because to the point you, where... Because you, I mean, were in an accident, mm -hmm. you know, and, yeah. you know, you have um, issues, you yeah. know, with, with your hips and yeah. things where the pins were in. So, I mean, you've made remarkable recovery but that does end up limiting you and to certain things. Uh, yeah, to certain on certain things. things. things well, and I notice, and I've talked about it on YouTube videos, that there are a lot of people in Reno and could be other places too. We'll see. Where they're so far behind and without um, registration on their car, without eggs, and they're so far into it now that. If they even got it's, another vehicle, it's just going to keep following them and mm -hmm. following them, and it's like that Rolling Stone. It actually, and even even like say even the state, I'm saying with their with because of the COVID, it takes so long to get an appointment. You know, it took me a month and a half to get an appointment. They're stuck. Mm -hmm. They're so far gone. The fines are so enormous that they will never get out yeah. of it. And yeah. now that they don't have any money, their their vehicle is starting to not 
work well. Like the battery's dead, and they they constantly need a jump. It's just like the girl, the girl in the black card. I'm saying she got her license finally. Her tax cost her almost four hundred dollars to get her tax because they ran out, and because you didn't have this, because you didn't have that, you know, and find this and find for that, almost four hundred dollars just to get a registration. I think that's ridiculous. Yes. I think it's ridiculous. So yeah, I think we're going to as we proceed out of Reno. I'm go it's going to be interesting to see how other cities are, if, if their homelessness has increased. Because I'm from Tucson, I mean, homelessness is a big deal there. Mm -hmm. But I didn't notice a lot of people, well, I didn't notice it, but living in their vehicles, there was just a lot of homeless wandering around. Walking around. Walking, walking around. around, staying in shelters, and then they'd yeah. have to go find a place to stay during the day. Yeah. But I might have been oblivious to them being in vehicles, I don't yeah. know. And we have our town. Every, I mean, every city has their own tent city. You just got to find it. Uh, every city has a tent city. You every can, city you can guarantee has a tent you that. city. Every city yeah. has a tent city. So if you're the one of those that's walking around and just got the backpack on and a tent on the bottom, whatever, there's a place for you to camp out. You know so every yeah. city has a tent city. You just got to find it. Okay. Well, I've really enjoyed I have too, talking right? with you, Red, and letting our listeners... Uh, and if there's anybody out there that has any questions they want answered, please right. send them to you so we will answer the <clears throat> questions, Pam. Well, which comes to my very last question. Is there any way that somebody can? I don't know. Are you on social media anywhere that you would want to uh, share? Or And if you don't, that's fine, too. I'm just on Facebook. I'm really not a social social fanatic. Okay. So I have Facebook, yes. but mainly it's for my family, my nieces, my nephews right. that play with it. I I have to go to them sometimes because I'm right. not even that savvy. How do I do this on there? You know, yes. I can't even figure out how to put pictures on it right now. Yes. <laughs> but you know, I'm. I do have Facebook, Juan Martinez. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, but and it'll say, oh, "I'm from Reno. I'm okay. in Reno right now." Well, if anybody has any questions for Red, I will get that to him, and then. I'll give you his answer. Yes, no problem. Anything. Thank you so much for being here with us, Red. And for all of you listeners out there, I really appreciate you listening all the way to the end. And we'll just keep episodes going. We'll make them interesting. We'll do, I'll do interviews. And we will get this podcast in gear and moving forward. Until then, everybody, to the next episode. And remember, this nomad life, it's a great life. Thank you for having me. Fall in love with your future. Amen. Bye now. <laughs>